Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Neil, how are you? Shoot Your Thought podcast, I'm good, Josh. Thanks You're for good. We have a asking. we have a uh, a third participant today for today's episode, and it's not <laughs> it's not a guest speaker. We we haven't uh, we still haven't had our first guest speaker. Our we do have a dog in the room with us, so if you hear a sneeze or a bark at any points, it it could be could yeah. Be Harley is here yeah to offer he, his thoughts on if he the world of sports so so wants to shoot his thought at any points, um, and he disagrees with anything we're saying, he might bark. Uh, no, no, I'm feeling good. Uh, we got a good episode today. Yeah, see, he just, <laughs> he just had a little cough there in the background. He just wanted to say hello. He just he wants to say hello. He, he heard us saying hello. Um, yeah, I'm feeling excited about today's episode. Um, we're actually filming this, we're recording this right as Masai Ujiri is giving his press conference right now, his end of the season press conference. And there's a lot that's coming up in that. There's a lot that obviously was going to be asked of him in that press conference. There's... Um, a lot of questions that will need to be answered by specifically Masai Ujiri this offseason. But um, I think the, the general consensus after, you know, the press conference with Kyle Lowry, the press conference with Nick Nurse and now Masai is that nobody had fun in Tampa. Nobody wanted to be there. The Raptors want to come home. Um, and you heard it uh, throughout all of the press conferences. Like they did not have fun. This was not a fun season for them. I th- yeah, I think like it, we said this at the beginning of the season that the Raptors would be having to to face multiple aspects of adversity throughout the season and playing away. They basically played seventy two away games. Yeah, this season you they know, didn't they, have they fans. Didn't, like they, yeah, they, they, were they were away from their families. They were away from their friends. They were, you know, even dating back to last season when they had to play in the bubble. In the bubble. They didn't like that either. They've been on the road for almost a year and a half now, you know? So it's such foreign territory. They don't have any of their home fans. Imagine playing in stadiums, arenas, with other teams' home fans there. And you have to play in Tampa, and there's such a mixed bag of fans there. You don't really know who they're cheering for. Yeah, and there's it's like dressed to be your home, right? Like there's yeah. there's the OVO, there's the Raptors logos everywhere, all over the stadium. Like they made it, they tried to make it seem like a, a Raptors home stadium, but you know you're getting fans in the stadium, and yeah, they they like panned around. You know, if you watch the game on TV, they panned around yeah. to to people in the stands that were wearing Raptors jerseys, but they're not from Toronto. Like they're they're people over there that knew the Raptors were playing there and went out and bought a jersey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, the thing is, like, Tor- like the, the fan base in Toronto is known league-wide as, like, a top-five fan base. It's really tough for opposing teams to come top to five. Toronto. Let's go top one, Neil. Top one. <laughs> Disrespect the Raptors fans like that. As, like, a hostile environment for other teams to come in and play in Toronto. Yeah. It's known as like a very tough building to play in because of that fan base. Yeah. And the fans have historically given the Raptors a significant boost, especially come playoffs. This is exactly what the Raptors are missing this season. Aside from the fact that they had Aaron Baines on their team, <laughs> you know, they have to work that into every Raptors conversation, every Raptors you? conversation. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they were at a significant disadvantage playing in Tampa 
this year. And I know Masai spoke very emotionally over the last 45 minutes. He spoke for 45 minutes to the press. So, I mean, Kyle Lowry yesterday also had a very long um, press conference with with the media, which could mean a many, many different things. It could be his final, you know, his final... You know what pissed me off about the whole Kyle Lowry situation is that he they rested him for that final game. Like, I don't know if that was a, a Kyle Lowry decision. Like, he didn't want to have that potential last game in Toronto. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. He didn't want to go into that game thinking it was possibly his last game. Yeah, he also did that before the trade de- trade deadline, though. You know, he had like he went in. He he did play high fiving everyone, I know, crying he did, after he did the game. Play that game before the trade deadline. Like he yeah. didn't even play this game. And if that was a management decision, if that was a coaching decision to rest him, I hope. I just hope there was a conversation between management or coaching and Kyle Lowry about that. And you know, let's ask Kyle Lowry's opinion on this. Because to, to bench a player for their potential last game as a Toronto Raptor, or on any team for that matter, is just like a slap in the face in most scenarios. But if they had a conversation with him, then it's a little different. Yeah, I mean, like, right now, Kyle's not even in the question. The two biggest stories of this Raptors offseason is Masai and Kyle. And, of course, their draft pick. But, you know, Kyle, I don't even care about what Kyle decides on. The major issue right now is getting Mr. Masai Ujiri re-signed. And if they don't, they're going to be in real trouble. That's, it's just, that's yeah. It's just whether or not, if, you know, if Masai doesn't get re-signed for whatever reason, it's it's basically our front office saying, our, man, our, our ownership saying, hey, we're not serious about winning. We're not serious about this team. Yeah. We're, we don't give a shit. You know, we're going to might as well just move the franchise to Tampa permanently. Yeah. And that's what Masai said in the conference. Um, and not so many words, basically, to paraphrase, he said, I'm going to wait to, to make my decision um, until I talk to ownership and see if if they're on the same page. If Because he's he, it sounds like he's going to present some changes to ownership, like saying this is what needs to happen in Toronto. This is what needs to happen in order to, in order to progress this franchise forward. And if they're not on the same page as him and they don't, you know, share the same goal, then it sounds like he's out of here. But um, I, I feel like Masai is very well respected and not just from the players, from everyone from top to bottom in the Raptors organization. And so if he, you know, uh, pitches this to the to the ownership and, you know, says this is what's going to make us better. And if they say no to that, like I I. I don't think we deserve Masai. You know what I mean? So basically, if, if Masai doesn't stay, it's because, yes, like you said, the Raptors' ownership does not care enough about this team. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm seeing a, a lot on Twitter right now about Masai Ujiri. He even said himself, he said that he would put it at a 95% that he's staying. I just feel like if... Oh, that 5% though. It's going to haunt me in my sleep. At this point, like, Masai says jump. That old-ass white man better ask how high and pay him his due. <laughs> that old-ass white man you're referring to, yeah. Larry Tannenbaum. Yes. He better pay Masai whatever he asks because Masai brought a championship to this city. Yeah. He, he deserves br- like, five more championships. He has turned this franchise around. He's turning a profit year after year yeah. for MLSE. He is, single-handedly. So I feel like, first things first, he needs to get re-signed. Then, you know, old-ass Kyle Lowry, 
35 years old. He's going to probably command, he's going to be, a, you know, one of very few people at the age of 35 who will command a $20 million year contract per year. Do you, you know, want so. the Raptors to re-sign Kyle Lowry? I think they're put, they put themselves, you know, in a perfect world, the Raptors are going to re-sign Masai, they're going to re-sign Kyle Lowry, and they're going to get the first overall pick in the So draft. are you saying that you want them to re-sign Kyle Lowry? Yeah, I do want them to resign. You do want them. Not for more than twenty million dollars a year, though. No, um, I, I feel like he he's. If he, I don't think he's delusional. If he I can think. get like three years at eighteen million a year, I'm happy with that. You think we? He's going to stay for three more years. He's looking for he's term. He, he himself he has said he's that. He's looking yes. for term. He has said that he's looking for a long term. But like, I don't know. Kyle's just. I don't think he has three more years in him. That's I, I just don't know because of what they've seen from their depth pieces and and Malachi Flynn this year. I just don't know if I don't he know has if they're going to on this team. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to offer him a three year contract or even like know. a two year contract. I think I know he's looking for a long term contract, but I think they're going to try and do like a year to year thing. I also think the 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 fact that Kyle has two sons who are getting to that age where they're going to need to to be in school they're going to need to you know start their lives that's important to a 35 year old kyle lowry as well someone who grew up in philly you know i can see him you know taking on a contract to philly he would fit that that team really well take over the position that danny green is occupying right now oh man to see kyle in another uniform though like, I think he'd look good in a Philly uniform. Oh, don't even don't even start with that. Even to see Demar in that San Antonio jersey, even now, is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like Kawhi, sure. I mean, realistically, we we all knew that Kawhi was not going to stay. No, it's not as good as the the G League uniform that Jeremy Lin is sporting right now. But oh man, Jeremy <laughs> Lin. What a what a superstar! What a what an <laughs> NBA championship winning superstar! They could not have won that championship without Jeremy. They Allen. really could not have. Just the way he s- kept that bench down, like oh man, that that was just, armband flex though. Jesus, that, he no one pulled up their armband like Jeremy Lin did in that postseason. It was so majestic, so majestic. Masai uh, in this press conference though actually got emotional at a specific moment when he talked about. You know what? Because he's been getting some some serious praise um, in these press conferences and throughout the year, really, from all the players, top to bottom, the management. Everyone's talking highly of Masai, and that's just. I mean, like I feel like everyone in Toronto was always going to talk highly of Masai. I don't think anyone has a bad thing to say about Masai Ujiri. But when asked about that in the press conference, Masai got emotional because, you know, he just said that oh, this means everything to him and. These, these guys are like his family. This team is like his family. This this is what he has. This is his... He loves these guys. And if that emotion came from, you know, him actually being... Like, obviously, he's being sincere. But if that... If there was a hint of he knows he's leaving kind of emotion coming out in that, or is that like a hint of there's no place I, I'd rather be? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like I need to watch it again because... There might be a hint of, I know this is my last year, and I'm trying not to get emotional about it. You know what I mean? Masai knows he's going to resign. There just has been no discussion about a contract, surprisingly so. It's either, you know, he has a hidden agenda, and he is, you know, like he, he's got an idea of what he's going to do, and he's just saying the right things right now. 
that could be it. It's just super confusing right now what's happening because if the Raptors were very serious about signing Messiah, would have been done a really long time ago. Yes. It I wouldn't agree. have been in this position right now. And I, my hope is that it doesn't get messy and that it doesn't go back and forth. Um, yeah. My hope is that this is quick um, and there's term to this and we, we never have to talk about this again. You know, that's my hope. But, you know, how this unfolds and just the cryptic messaging that we're seeing through this press conference that you just had, it's anyone's guess what's going to happen. 95%, I've heard that from a lot of players that have, you know, like signed elsewhere, right? So yeah. you look at someone like Kawhi a couple years ago with Toronto. Like he gave us every intention that he was going to stay. We started the Quine and Dine program to did try and Did he give us him. intention though? He did. He said he wanted to stay in Toronto. No, he didn't. When did he say that? He did not say that. He gave that. us the impression, you know, after coming off... I mean, what else? Oh, I was we... never gonna. Yeah, okay, that's a different discussion for a different ever. day. <laughs> but my hope is, look at LeBron. You know, like LeBron. Yeah, that's a good example. I'll give you that. Cleveland, one. every you know, every possible idea that he was going to stay, and then yeah. of course he was signed in Miami. And then yeah, he went to Miami. I'm gonna take my talents to South I'm Beach. Take my talents to South Beach. We've all we've all seen that uh, news conference. Um, play with D Wade. Gonna play with D Wade and Chris Bosh. CB. Uh, but uh, it's like yeah, no Kyrie. Donis Haslam. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Kyrie had that whole um, like he grabbed the mic in the middle of uh, TD Garden when he and was Mike Miller. Just stop, <laughs> just stop it. Just stop it. Who else is on that team at that time? I, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> um, but no, when Karai, Karai, Kyrie was on <laughs> the Boston Celtics, he was, uh, you remember he grabbed the mic and he was standing in half court and he was talking about how, if you guys will have me, I'm going to stay. And then he ended up only staying for one year. And what happened next? He went to play with uh, Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. So, uh, so Yeah. I don't know. It's um, the the one thing that makes me feel better about this is that the ball is in Masai's hands, like it's it's on his court. Whatever metaphor you need, it's it's his decision at the end of the day. Like it's not like a Demar Derozan situation where you know he's. I think what he said was he was in a parking lot when he got the news that he was being traded. Like it's 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 Masai's, you know, it's the ball's in his court. So that's what makes me feel better about this. That he's going to come to the table of um, ownership of Raptors ownership of MLSE, and he's going to let them know what his terms are, and then they're going to tell him, you know, if we're on board with that. I think we're gonna we're gonna find out what what you know, like whether he resigns or not within the next coming weeks. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of speculation, a lot of shooting of some thoughts here on the podcast. Oh yeah. You want to talk um, a little bit about NBA playoffs? Yes. Actually, I was just going to get into that. We got uh, quite the matchup tonight. Uh, we're about to watch LeBron versus Steph tonight at 10 p.m. local time if you're in Toronto. But, um, yeah, no, that's going <laughs> to be a fun one because LeBron, should the Lakers be in the play-in? Like, I know they've obviously been slipping throughout the whole season because LeBron and both AD were injured and, you know, Steph and the Warriors had like a mediocre start to the season, but then Steph started going off as Steph does. You know, they don't have a Clay Thompson. They don't have Kevin Durant anymore. Like, you know, th this is going to be a fun one. No matter what happens tonight, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, the game that everyone's looking forward to watching the most 
in this play-in tournament. I mean, the play-in tournament's a fucking disaster of an idea. That was going to be my next conversation about how you feel about but we'll we'll save that what are your your thoughts but the game everyone's looking forward to the most is is tonight uh lakers warriors yeah lebron versus steph versus anthony davis versus draymond it's a massive battle that you would probably you know in in other years see in the finals you know or in the west finals in the west finals now you know but we've seen so many finals between lebron's calves and Steph's Warriors. I, okay, for a second, you know? there, I, thought you, I thought you meant like his calf muscles, like <laughs> LeBron's calf muscles. First, I'm like, what about that LeBron's as well? You know, calf muscles. But anyways, his Cavaliers. His Cavaliers. Yes, his Cavaliers. Yes. Continue. So you know, I mean, like this isn't even. T- I'm not even looking at this as like a play in playoff game. This is kind of like in baseball, like the wild card game that you have to win to get into the playoffs. It's it's really interesting how they have this format, but that's the thing. Having a massive matchup like tonight between you know the former champions of yeah, last year, the yeah. Lakers, and Steph Curry. I mean, I think the Warriors would have outperformed the way they performed this season if they had a healthy Clay as well. Oh, absolutely, they would be. But a here they are, team. and you know what? My money is on the Warriors tonight. Really? Sidebar: If you guys have a Bet Three Six Five account. Bet365 is actually offering a free $10 bet on this game tonight. So if you have a really? Bet365 account... On specifically this game? Specifically this game. You don't actually have to deposit anything. Just go in. You should be able to make a free $10 bet. My money, I put that $10 on the Warriors to win by four tonight. So here's really? hoping that Steph Curry goes off for 69 points. <laughs> 30, 31 nice. assists. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, Draymond um, Green's probably going to have a triple double. Yeah, he's been um, two points, twelve assists. He's been a fantasy points. dark horse this season. Yeah. Like he had a, a terrible start to the season, but then he started finding his legs. Um, I'm speaking specifically to the play-in tournament, I, I was I've been watching like I watched the games last night. Um, but like, either make it a wild card game, or don't have a play-in tournament. The whole like because every single time we talk about this, I have to look up like what the stipulations are to this because like so there's a seven and eight game like the mm-hmm. the se- seventh seed plays the eighth seed and the ninth seed plays the tenth seed and if the seventh the the loser of the seventh and eighth seed out of that game plays the winner of the nine and ten seed so yeah, they the, get a the, second chance yeah the seventh and eighth seed has two chances basically to qualify for the playoffs so and that's that's tonight, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the that's the Warriors and Lakers, right? That's the they're seven and eight, right? Yeah. And so whoever loses that, it's not even that they're out. So it's like either make it a wild card game, like make it a one and done kind of thing, like in baseball and football, like or don't have it at all because it takes the it takes the. I guess that's why they call it a tournament because oh, it, it's not even a tournament though. Second it's chance. Like, it's so I'm, the the Wizards aren't actually booted from the playoffs yet. Okay, because so they, they were the eighth seed. They were eighth seed. They were the so eighth now, seed. Okay. Indiana was in ninth. So Indiana won their nine nine v ten. So now it's going to be Indiana versus Washington. Indiana and Washington for the final eighth seed position in the playoffs to play the um, the seventy sixers. That's the thing. Like I want to see two teams battle it out from start to finish. I watched the the Wizards game last night, where at one point the Wizards kind of like knew it was over. 
And they're like, okay, let's rest our players and let's get ready for the next game. And it's just like, no, I want to see a wild card game where like two teams just go at it and give it everything they have. And if they're injured, they play through it. I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of see your point, but if you're going to do it like that, you might as well just make every series like football where it's just a one game series. One and done. Just I mean, like, no, I, I do like the seven game series, yeah. um, but I, I just think the whole play in tournament, like I get that you're trying to have more teams in the playoff conversation, but just like, oh. I think, I think the entire purpose of this uh, seat, like this entire tournament it's just so the teams that don't have mathematically don't have a chance of making the eight seed are still playing competitively till the end yeah. of the season. So like teams that are like 11 and 12 seed that are trying to make that 12 seed. You saw it from Washington this year. They sucked the entire season. And then the last month and a half, they just went off. You know, so I get I get what they're trying to do with this plan. They're trying to take more teams out of the tanking conversation. And to be so. honest, I'm glad, you know, like I'm glad it happened because here we are watching Warriors and, and Lakers in a meaningful game. LeBron, who has a bum ankle, is going to play tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anthony Davis, who has two legs made of glass, is going to make is going to play tonight. Two legs made of glass and one eyebrow. That's the Anthony Davis story right there. Some crazy eyebrows. <laughs> it is. Um, so we, so wanted, we just want to talk about like what you think is going to happen. Yeah, here. I gave you my prediction. I think the Warriors are going to take it down tonight. I think the Warriors might actually go quite far in the playoffs. Really, if they can get past the Lakers tonight, and that's a big if. That's um, a big if. A big I think if. with with all of the adversity that that Steph Curry has faced this year, and just the fact that he's playing with a fucking fire lit under him because he didn't he didn't even get considered for the mvp he just did win MVP the scoring title so stupid he's playing without clay he's playing without james wiseman now like it, it's basically the steph show and i think a hot steph can win a game any game like if he can go off for 40 points a game you have no chance yeah if his shots are falling you have no chance you can't guard him like you can't you, can. you can't guard him you can't stop him from doing what steph does like no. that's the steph curry experience this the warriors are really hanging on to that you know the the legacy of the warriors like it's been it's been you know the nba has belonged to the warriors for a few years now and you know we're seeing it with like before the raptors won the championship the raptors kind of took that away from you know the warriors winning in yet another championship but they still are trying to hang on to that Warriors legacy. In terms of my predictions for tonight, I do think the Lakers are going to win. I do think a playoff LeBron is different from... A playoff LeBron is the difference maker. A playoff LeBron is, you know, it's... As soon as the playoffs start, we see a different player. So I think the Lakers are going to win tonight. But it doesn't even matter because the Warriors are going to win the next game. So, What do you think uh, wins the West? And who do you think wins the East this year? At the when everything's said and done, I do think we're looking at a Lakers Nets final. Lakers Nets. I do think we're looking at a Lakers Nets. Do you think final. the Lakers are going to go from a play-in to the finals? I do. I do think the the end goal for the Lakers was never. They didn't care how they got into the playoffs. They don't care who they're up against. They don't care what hills they have to climb over. If they make this, you know, in a seventh seed or an eighth seed, it doesn't matter to them. Like, LeBron doesn't see that as an issue. He sees who he's going to face in the final. You know what I mean? Um, I do think we're looking at a Brooklyn Nets-Lakers final, which is going to be 
hella fun. It's gonna be like that star-studded final is gonna be crazy. I what I what I hope happens in the East is that Giannis is out right away. I think the Sixers should be out right away. Um, yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun regardless. I do think I hope there's a lot of team. I'm gonna be cheering for the underdogs mm-hmm. most of this playoffs. Like the Raptors are out. Portland is my team number two. Dame's gonna throw it down. There's gonna be some. It's gonna be a fun playoffs. And now that we have fans back in the stadiums, we're gonna have. It's gonna be a fun, a lot of fun series to watch here. What do you think? Do you not think it's gonna be a Brooklyn LA final? I think you know, like LA. Okay, if LA wins tonight, Golden State still has a chance to make the playoffs, right? So they, because of this play-in tournament, they will have no fucking chance at losing to Memphis or San Antonio. So whatever team, if they if they lose to the Lakers, they're going to beat Memphis or San Antonio. Let's be real here. After that, there's a very good chance that Steph just goes off. And, you know, like whether they're playing like the Phoenix Suns or Denver, I don't know, I don't know what team they're going to end up playing. Yeah. Depending on if they're the 7th or 8th seed. So if they went as the 8th seed and played Utah, they'll win that series. I think eight beats one because of Steph Curry. Really? I mean, think about it. We haven't seen Steph in a seven-game series in a long time. The last time we saw him in a seven-game series was against the Raptors in the NBA Finals, right? So, like, all these all these superstars that, you know, are in, are in, like, a regular season, they're not playing for the regular season. Like, we see, like, the big three in Brooklyn. They're not playing for, you know, to win regular season games. They'll have their, their bench win the games for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then come playoff time, doesn't matter who's healthy and who's not. They're all going to play. Like we're going to see James Harden, um, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie together, and so and they're just going to light it up. That's why you see Blake Griffin heading there. That's why you know you see Lamarcus Aldridge heading there before his retirement because they know what that team is playing for. That team is playing for the NBA championship. Yeah, I wouldn't discredit Dallas either. I think you know you're going to see a lot of upsets in the first rounds here. First or second rounds, and I think Dallas gets by the Clippers. I hope no so. one will take Dallas over the Clippers. I'm saying it here first. Dallas will beat the Clippers in the first round. Really? I'm also saying that Brooklyn is going to win the East. So again, that's yeah. I think that's a given. Considering you don't want to make a, a bold prediction right now, that the someone East, else is going to win the East. It's just the West is like up for grabs. I'm just going to say that because. You look at top seed Utah. They have Donovan Mitchell injured. That's probably a good thing for them because he's the worst. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh man. You look at the number 2 seed Denver. Like they have Jamal Murray injured. Like a lot of the West teams have key injuries. Yeah. The East is getting healthy at the right time. They're really like, you know, like Okay, they- Brooklyn was healthy the whole time. They didn't they just didn't want to play their superstars and have them risk getting injured call call it how you want but brooklyn's (laughs) set up to win the east yeah i think the real competition in the east is obviously milwaukee who booked up in the offseason but you know they were the dark before brooklyn made their moves this season (laughs) milwaukee was a shoe-in for the finals pretty much right so Uh, then kevin durant decided to walk over to the east and bring james harden with him and blake griffin and like let's join Kyrie here and let's walk through the east like that's the anyway that's a conversation for a different day but um 
Yeah, no, what I hope to happen, I hope Dallas beats the Clippers. I hope they sweep the Clippers. And I hope Kawhi decides that this is not where he's going to win a championship. And he comes back to Toronto. Uh, because there's still Kawhi and Dine stickers all over Toronto. So that that is still an option for him. Kawhi, you heard it here first. If you're listening. So those, those restaurants are still holding on hope. They're still holding on hope yeah. that you know he could make his way back this offseason. I mean, who knows? He still has a good relationship with Masai. And if Masai stays, Kawhi could be on his way over too. All right, let's move on over to NHL. Oh my gosh. Have you been watching some of these games that have been happening? And Overtimes galore. But have you seen the physical play oh my in, the, God, in this yeah. playoffs? Since playoffs have started, the hits in each game has spiked. There's yeah. like 70 hits per game now. The fighting that's happening, like... Players are fired up. We got fans back in the stadiums. We got cheering going on. We got... You know Leo Komarov on the Islanders had like... Do four... I know Leo Komarov? The Russian you know, he missile He had 14 himself. hits in his... 14 hits? In game one against wow. the Penguins. Wow. 14 hits. It's getting physical He's also there, playing folks. on the top line there now. Is he actually? Yeah. Is he on the top power player or just the top line? Who's, he, who's on the top line with him? Uh, Leo Komarov is playing on the top yeah. line on the island i don't know who his line mates are i just i remember hearing barzell maybe yes yeah, barzell and maybe beauvillier who cares about the islanders yeah. anyways they're playing well though man they I almost know, but I, i'm still i've got a, a bad taste in my mouth for the islanders ever since they they uh what they did to my boy johnny t johnny Tavares. so i hate the islanders and everything they stand for but anyways that's neither here nor there uh we got the north division playoffs starting tonight yeah, we were waiting for that last game to be played out last night between Vancouver and Calgary. I can't believe they made them play out their season. Well, they had to, technically. I know right? they, they had, had to. to, but like, oh my God, the way that they just like... <laughs> All right, you guys finish up over there. We're going to start our playoffs over here. And you guys just let us know when you're done over there. Yeah. Um, did you see like some of the... Did you actually like watch the highlights from the Vancouver-Calgary games? Hell that are being no. I did. So I watched some of them. Why? and. <laughs> To see how they would react, because I know Vancouver is is pissed off right now. Vancouver yeah. is pissed off at a lot of things. They're pissed off at the way you know they handled uh, this outbreak. They're pissed off at the way they're being like asked to play so many games after you know dealing with the side effects of COVID. Um, but there were some faceoffs that were being taken where whoever was taking them for Vancouver just kept their stick still. So the the ref would drop the puck, and the player on Vancouver taking the faceoff would just stand there. And let the other person win the face-off. Like, like, kind of like a protest? Like a protest, almost, yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the Vancouver organization. They There's there's rumors that Jim Benning is sticking around, um, which nobody wants to hear. So there's they're saying that a lot of people in Vancouver are going to start requesting trades away from Vancouver. But um, this is a playoff show, so we're not going to talk about uh, Vancouver right now, even though they're still playing games. Yeah, how uh, dare you say the words playoffs in Vancouver and Vancouver in the same in sentence. The same sentence. Yeah, I know. How the nerve of me. Um, but no, we have um, Edmonton playing Winnipeg tonight. That's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a good matchup. That's going to be, um, that's gonna be a goal-ridden series. Like I think it's going to be a blow. Like I think it, it'll probably end up being four one for Edmonton. I don't think Winnipeg has DNA this like year. Like in, in the whole series, you think in it's going to be four one? Yeah. Okay. I just don't. Winnipeg sucked all season. The only reason they're in the playoffs is because of their goaltending. It's because Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and even when Connor Hellebuck wasn't there, we saw Brossois step up. So yeah, so yeah, we'll see when Brussels sprouts steps up. You know, you're, <laughs> you're gonna have a good shot at when Brussels steps yeah. up. Um, no, I I don't think I think it's gonna be. I think this one is gonna be a long series. I think Winnipeg are better than people are giving them credit for. Um, I think They're it not, goes. Though. I think it goes to six games. I do. I don't think it goes to seven. I do think Winnipeg. Okay, so here's the, here's my thing. I think Winnipeg is better than people are making them out to be. I think. Edmonton is worse than people are making them out to be. Yeah, Winnipeg has like a lot of trouble in their locker room, like within their team, you know. And I I've heard a lot of things about Blake Wheeler and like just the the way he is as a leader, and how hard he is on the young players. And like you know, he's very old school hockey like minded, and he's very hard on the young players. That's that's kind of why Patrick Laine had a hard time in that locker room, yeah. right? So. You know, whether it's him or, like, the leadership or the coaching, that team just hasn't had it this year, you know? And you could tell, like, something's off with their chemistry because in years past, this team, the, the makeup of the team is still the same. They just haven't had it this season. Yeah, like, there's there's a lot that needs to happen in Winnipeg, I think. Um, I think Blake, Weir, Blake Wheeler is nearing the end of his career anyways. Um, but in this series specifically... Um, yeah, no matter what's going on in Vancouver, they're still a, a talented team. Um, I, I don't think I don't know why we're all of a sudden talking about Edmonton as contenders. Does this feel weird to you? This feels weird to me. Like the fact that Edmonton all of a sudden is they're scoring a lot of goals. They still have not figured out how to stop a goal. That's the thing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They don't need to stop a goal. Doesn't matter if, if they can score the goals, at will. It doesn't matter. If they have McDavid and Drysaddle, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They can I give mean, up five goals a game, but it won't matter because they're putting up nine. You're not wrong. You I know, mean, I they mean, have two of the hottest goal scorers in the entirety of the NHL. So. What I saw in this, you know, because obviously Edmonton had a lot of eyes on them over the last week, week and a half, two weeks of the season because of McDavid's chase to 100 points. Yeah. And... You know that feat seemed so unattainable. Unattainable. He had to average Especially like two, in a two points. Season. He had to average two points a game over the last two weeks, and like he did it with like four games to spare. Yeah. And like right when that happened, I was like, "Fuck, here we go!" Like Edmonton's gonna be. If there's gonna be a challenge in the North Division to the Leafs, Edmonton's it because they can score it well. I mean. I think we all know that that series is going to happen. It's it's on the horizon, the Edmonton-Toronto series. It's going to be a fun one to watch. It's going to be... Uh, tempers are going to be high, and goals are going to be plenty. So I, I, that's going to be a fun series to watch. I don't think they pose as big of a threat as some people might think to Toronto. I'm also like... I, I talked to my parents actually this weekend, and they they kind of... Um, they always ask me like what I think is going to happen in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they, they basically stop me and they're like, you know, you do this every single year, right? You know, you, you talk up the Leafs so much every single year and you know that you're, you're always disappointed by the outcome. And yes, mom and dad, I am always disappointed by the outcome. However, this year specifically, I'm doing it again. The Leafs are a championship contender. This, this, is, this is a year to follow this, this postseason for the Leafs. Because this is its season. I mean, we talked about it before. Amazon is already following them with cameras. Like, this is a season you're going to want to watch the Leafs because something special is about to happen. 
this is going to be a, a season we're going to look back on, much like the Raptors did when they won their championship. And I hope I don't need my words. I really, I really do. Um, and I don't even need to knock on wood because this is how confident I am in this team. And I know people are saying, oh, they haven't played people outside the North Division yet. They, they still have, we still have to see how they are against the American teams. It, I don't care. This, is, this, is a, this might be a bold statement, but this is a Josh statement on Shoot Your Thought podcast. I, this, this is a year that you're going to want to pay attention because something big is about to happen. And that's my piece. I like it. Now the Leafs, if they if they do if they do beat Montreal, they're gonna have to face the winner of Edmonton, Winnipeg. I don't know. Like the Leafs are gonna have to face Tampa at some point because Tampa's just blowing Florida away. And Which I, I just want to talk about Tampa for a second. Yeah, because Tampa. I've got some thoughts about Tampa. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. <laughs> like wow. Like oh my god. They tricked everyone. They didn't trick anyone. Everyone knew what they were doing. But like this manipulation of the salary gap that they did this year, ridiculous. Because they, you of know, course. they had to find a way to pay their stud goalie Vasilevsky, Steven Stamkos, yeah, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov. Oh my god. Um. So Andre basically, Platt. they had to find a way yeah. to. Play, like pay their core players who's yeah. won them who that's that's the backbone of this this team that's won them you know like uh stanley cup after stanley cup and they're defending stanley cup champions right now. they did you see the performance from nikita Kut- nikita kucherov played game one of the stanley cup finals yep he was immediately slotted back into the top line because he's been healthy this whole time. He literally pressed simulate season on the whole season and then played game one of the playoffs. Like, are you fucking kidding me? He put up a goal and two assists and his return yeah. to the lineup. Like, and come like, on. Like, Kucherov. He's, he's the best player in the league, if not McDavid. And, like, for you to get a player like that, for you to already be a top team in the NHL and then add a player like that, Tampa is now virtually unstoppable. Like, they're my dark horse to, to repeat again this oh. year. And if the Leafs think they have a tough time facing Montreal, they need to blow Montreal away to give me any sort of hope that they're going to stack up against Tampa Bay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking anything away from Montreal. I know this is going to be a tough challenge for Toronto. I just have a lot of faith in the Leafs this season. Um, they cannot take the Canadians lightly. They've got Brendan Gallagher coming back. They've got Carey Price coming back. And Carey Price in the playoffs is a different goaltender. And so you cannot take this team lightly. It's going to be a battle. It's going to get physical. These are two teams that hate each other. I mean, they haven't played a, a playoff series against each other um, since the 70s. But this, these two teams hate each other. This is a well-known fact. Before, before there was a Toronto-Ottawa rivalry, before there was a Toronto-Boston uh, rivalry, there was the Toronto-Montreal rivalry. And there's still that rivalry. That's is like a well-known fact. If you go to... I, I went to Montreal last, last Valentine's Day with my ex. And we, I walked around. I brought like my Leafs memorabilia. I brought my jersey just so that I could walk around uh, Montreal with my Leafs jersey and see who I can get into a confrontation with. This is just... This is, this is why I'm an asshole, Neil. Like this is... I, I walked around Montreal. Oh, well, that's why. 
That's why. Yeah. I mean, among many other reasons, but um, yeah, no, this is, it's a well-known fact that Leafs fans and Habs fans do not like each other. And so this season, uh, this playoff series is going to rejuvenate a lot of that hatred. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be, be a fun. lot of fun to watch. And the Habs actually just, Montreal actually just announced that they're allowing, I think, 2,500 fans into the stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. They're the, the only Canadian team to allow they, fans. Yeah, so. they are. Um, I mean, Quebec is, are they really a part of Canada? Let's be real here. But, um, yeah, no, uh, here's hoping that going forward at some point, you know, if more people get vaccinated, if, if, if more people, you know, adhere to the rules that we can actually have fans during this playoff series or not, not this playoff series, maybe, but in this playoffs at Scotiabank arena, because like I said, something big is about to happen and it would be so much more fun if we had fans in the stadiums a hundred percent you know we need to get there we're moving in the right direction hopefully before the end of the playoffs we can see some fans even even if it is two thousand fans fuck it you know yeah honestly like you want you want the team to be able to play in front of those fans because they're feeding off of the fans i'm just excited to play the canadians at this point we haven't played that team in the playoffs since the 70s yeah 50 years right so First game kicks off tomorrow night at 7 p.m. 7.30 p.m., sorry, in Toronto. The first two games are in Toronto, um, Thursday, Saturday, Thursday, and then Saturday, Monday in yep. Montreal. Yep, and then Monday, um, Tuesday in Montreal. game four is Monday, Tuesday? Monday, Tuesday. Oh, really? Back-to-back? Really? They got a back-to-back um, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. And those are the only games that matter because those are the only games that are going to be played. It's going to be over in four <laughs> yeah. I made a tweet. Sweet. I, don't know if I, I don't know if I told you this, but I made a tweet. Um, right when they announced the schedule, I said something like, because uh, they announced all seven games, like the, the the dates for all seven games. And I said, thanks, but I don't think we needed to schedule games five through seven. And then I, because <laughs> I have Habs fans and I have Stens fans on my feed and they were attacking me saying, is it okay, Josh, if I screenshot this for later? Like, I got like, eat your words, Josh, like, fuck off. I got the whole, the whole nine yards, but this is how confident I am in this team. And I have confidence. I'm saying it right now. I'm, I, I hope I don't have to like take this snippet and listen to it later about you know me putting my foot in my mouth. But the Leafs are going to do something big this season. And it's going to start by taking down the Montreal Canadiens. So I'm excited. But again, I, I hope that we don't talk about this. And you know, <laughs> I hope by next episode, we're not talking about how the Leafs lost their chance this season because next time we do this episode next episode that we're doing is after it's going to be after game four right yeah or it's going to be during right before game four so yeah the canadians have zero chance i know you said next week we're going to be probably recording on tuesday or wednesday i can't see the the canadians having a win by then i think it'll either be a three nothing series lead or a four nothing series win for the toronto maple leafs and my big question to you josh is where do the leafs go from there they're going to beat the canadians they're going to beat the oilers then they're going to play tampa bay so you know tune in next week and we're going to talk some more about where the canadians we're thinking a lot far ahead here but (laughs) you heard it here first Bold predictions here. Bold predictions. That's all we do on the Shoot Your Thought podcast. We shoot our thoughts. That's we my thought. My <laughs> thought is the Canadians have no chance. God, I hope so. Yeah. Alrighty, thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Josh. 
My name is Neil. You guys have a great week. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 